Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers in TorontoMotorsports.com. Who do we have? We have my Racer Magazine, Racer.com brother. He, a fine, fine person found in Formula One paddocks throughout the world, our designated F1 reporter and correspondent, Chris Medland. Hey, uh, it wasn't an early call for you, but definitely a bit of early news today about Andretti Autosport, parent company Andretti Global, engaged and aligned with General Motors, Cadillac luxury brand, proposed Formula One entry. uh, Maybe, Chris, would you agree the most fascinating twist yet in this saga that I think we first started writing about summer of 2021 with Andretti Global trying to get into F1. How did all this land with you this morning? Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with it. It was pretty unexpected. Um, The alert that there was going to be a press conference came out maybe two hours beforehand, and it was kind of from both GM and Andretti, and like urgent, important, exciting news, presser. And when I received that, I thought, you know, I get quite a few bits to the American base that might be about other things, but it just felt like it was going to be F1-related. So um, it's not one I'd had on the radar firmly at all. You kind of hear whispers about, well, you know, Andretti, if they want to beef up their hopes, could look to partner with a, an OEM and a, and a big manufacturer. But, you know, nothing had come through that said, oh, this is on the cards and, and about to be announced. And it's the way it snowballed very quickly. It was earlier this week, uh, Mohammed Ben Salim, the FIA president, said he'd asked the governing body to look into expressions of interest, to which is the first step really to allowing new entries in. Without that, no new entries can come onto the F1 grid. So the FIA have to open that up and say, OK, let's see who wants to come in. Give us enough detail that we can see if there's anything feasible here. And then we'll decide if we move forward with anybody. And even then, you've got a long way to go in the process. But it's that's the first opening of the door. And the fact that he just tweeted it saying that just seemed a bit almost rogue. Like it was uh, first day back in the office and he thought about putting something out there. But um, very quickly, you know, clearly this was all discussed previously with Andretti and with Michael. Uh, very quickly, they followed it up with what Andretti and GM and Cadillac want to do. So, um, yeah, I mean, the timing was a lot more friendly for me than you, um, sort of mid-afternoon. But uh, it, it's certainly given us plenty to talk about this week, which is a fun way to kick off 2023. Absolutely. And I'm just looking here at, at dates and times. Last night, so that would have been Wednesday night uh, in the middle of watching my Golden State Warriors sadly ended up losing to the Detroit Pistons. Uh, but yeah, anyways, the Pistons of all people today, come on. I know. Like, we're talking GM and right? Detroit did us. Uh, th- that should have told me what was happening here. Yeah, I got flagged <laughs> that there was an announcement coming at about 8.15 last night. So yeah, and Cryptic, which definitely said this was not something in the normal hemisphere to expect. So why don't we cover off a couple of things we've learned directly before getting into some of the other ramifications of this, Chris. So mm-hmm. was in on the teleconference, uh, you were as well, and only had about 20 minutes uh, to f- not only share the information, but then field a couple of questions. They did ask folks to follow up if more uh, insights were needed to which we have done exactly that. So let me rattle through a couple of the direct things we've gotten for Racer. Uh, asked our friend Dave Lewandowski, who looks after 
uh, communications on the Cadillac racing side. Curious, uh, would this be something where Cadillac would be open to supplying other Formula One teams, whether that would be in addition to Andretti if the Andretti Global, the Andretti Cadillac entry were accepted at some point in the future? Would Cadillac be open to supplying engines in general, uh, whether with or without Andretti? And was told in very direct terms, quote, only the Andretti Global Endeavor. So found that interesting at first, Chris. What about you? Because this is something where how you look at coming into something massive like this in Formula One can speak to your intent, right? Are we looking to come in as a friend and vendor and, hey, we're supporting a couple of teams or you can pay for the pleasure of having our engines or we're coming in as a straight factory effort and we're focusing just on ourselves. How does this exclusivity approach, how did that strike you? Uh, I think it's actually very smart. I mean, if we look at something that's existing in Formula One already is Sauber, which Michael Andretti tried to buy um, not that long ago. And they're partnering with Audi in 2026. And essentially it becomes the Audi factory team, but it's run by an established existing motorsport facility uh, with a team that knows how it needs to partner that, but it's got all the expertise it needs and the experience. Now, that's essentially what Andretti Autosport is. And okay, they're expanding to Andretti Global uh, and the team will have to learn a lot about Formula One, but it's it's a uh, well-established racing team. And I think Cadillac have gone, okay, so... If we, if we partner with these guys, you know, our name's on the team, we, we put a lot into it in terms of engineering and expertise and facilities and obviously money as well. But from there, you're kind of, you know, you're a semi-works team, you're kind of hand in hand, but you've got the opportunity to move in multiple ways. You can either, you know, it, buy a bigger stake in the team and, and make it a full works team. You can probably slide away a bit more easily if it doesn't go well, because don't forget, this is GM's first venture into Formula One. So uh, it's kind of dipping more than a toe-in uh, to start in this way. Uh, and I think that's pretty brave, actually. And uh, I know another one of the questions that, that you asked, and it was it was sort of addressed at times in the press conference as well, was uh, about power unit supply uh, and, and the timing of the entry. And, and uh, Michael said, you know, we don't have clarity on when we'll come in yet because we need to see what the FIA process looks like and how quickly that moves. Uh, but it really does look like, you know, 2026 is kind of um, the right time for any new team to come in because of a change in regulations. But... Uh, interestingly, uh, Mark Royce, who is the president at GM, did say there's already a signed agreement with an existing power unit manufacturer to supply the team initially. Now, again, that then gives some experience to um, Cadillac and GM and Andretti, uh, but then, you know, can potentially open the door further down the line for either more input from the GM side um, or even a full uh, GM effort in terms of a power unit, if it so wishes. Uh, but it hasn't had to do the huge outlay at the very start. So um, I think it's very sensible. If if we try and break this down, it's an all-American team. And if we look at the last American team to come in, it's Haas. And the way it went about it was by partnering with as much as possible that was existing at Ferrari uh, and then kind of making sure it's competitive. And slowly it can start to evolve and do little things more and more itself. Uh, become a little bit more independent in certain ways. And and it's only done that very slowly so far, but that's because uh, so far it's kind of been trying to just iron out some other creases. But the team is healthy and it was competitive in this last year. That's kind of uh, a, a good image for GM and Andretti to look at and go, okay, you know, let's not 
bite off more than we can chew when we want to jump in straight away. It's a very competitive series at the moment, Formula One. Um, we've got to make sure that we are going to be competitive if we come in. So uh, I, I think it's a very smart way of doing it. I feel compelled to add my ongoing asterisks that, yes, Haas indeed uh, is owned by an American. And I do realize that they have American flags on the car, but uh, at least here in America, I don't know a lot of folks that actually say, yeah, it's an American Formula One team. Um, the formal statement that we received on the topic of who would build uh, powertrains for this F1 endeavor, where would they be built? Bit of a non-answer answer. I'll just share it here for the sake of clarity. Uh, coming back from Cadillac again, our plan at this time is to work together with an established power unit design and manufacturing team and bring our expertise in fuel consumption, turbo performance, and battery technology as well as our extensive array of tool sets for power unit design, chassis, and aero development to the combined effort. Nothing further to share today. Other little kernel to add here, Chris, which I don't know if it was mentioned during the teleconference, the fact that this is being done with Cadillac among all of General Motors brands that might be considered, whether it's a Chevrolet, a Buick, a Hummer, uh, there's even a Corvette angle. There's a lot of names, a lot of brands that could have been associated with this would say it is not a mistake that this is being done specifically with Cadillac, which within GM's uh, overarching assembly of brands is going hard into the EV space, electric vehicle space. Also trying to take Cadillac as a brand more in that EV space globally with many of its direct luxury and performance rivals doing the same. From a fitment standpoint, Chris, this would be the perfect brand to do this and to promote through F1 knowing GM's global future automotive sales initiative. So that, uh, that definitely stood out as Cadillac might be a name that folks didn't expect to see associated with a proposed Formula One endeavor. It's actually the perfect fit for, uh, for what they're trying to do. The last question here uh, that I posed to GM and just got back uh, a few minutes ago Talking about IndyCar, there's already an American open wheel category where General Motors has been involved in forever. One of the two main uh, partners uh, that competes in the NTT IndyCar series today. And so got back that answer as well. And the question of would a Andretti Cadillac F1 entry come at the expense of its IndyCar program, General Motors, Chevrolet, IndyCar program. Answer was very direct as well, Chris. Would love to get your reaction here too. No, period. Gotta love definitive stuff like that, right? <laughs> no, uh, we're still committed to IndyCar. Have a strong relationship with the series and our teams. We will also continue our presence with Cadillac and IMSA's top class, that being the new hybrid GTP category, and will compete full-time in the WC with our all-new Cadillac VLMDH. Uh, if Andretti Cadillac is fortunate enough to be approved for F1, it would be a great addition to our racing portfolio. And that's actually the little commentary that I just started on. I love the announcement, Chris, of a proposed all-American 
F1 team and Dreddy, General Motors, Cadillac, Colton Herta being one of the drivers too. All fantastic. Thing that I love more than that at a time in the world where you and I read and see constantly these days, auto manufacturers pulling back, doing less, big transition time in the automotive industry, heading more towards hybridization, EVs and such. Instead of waiting to get through that and then commit to bigger things, GM is going all in, absolutely all in on racing in ways that, again, really is standing out to me among many auto manufacturers. This is a big deal, right? This is saying something that instead of shrinking and waiting, they've decided we want to do something more, something additive to add to their racing portfolio. Oh, absolutely. It's it's a very... Um positive kind of forward-looking move but um it doesn't surprise me that they've said that for a number of reasons one being obviously we're still at a very early stage where there's no guarantees that this actually turns into a full entry because it does need the approval of not only the fia but formula one itself uh, and the team's going to say as well uh, it doesn't need to be unanimous but it does need a vote um about any new teams joining so there's there's still hurdles to clear and some pretty big ones as well especially because Formula One came out and made a statement uh, to kind of go alongside the announcement that was all embargoed, uh, saying, you know, just to make everyone aware, this is great, but there's lots of other interested parties that are just not making so much noise. And it's not just up to the FIA to make a decision here, like, nor is it just up to F1 to make a decision. It's a joint thing, because a lot of the talk was on about how uh, essentially Andretti feels it has uh, Mohamed Ben Salim on side and, and that he seems keen to see it happen. So, uh, that was already kind of a lukewarm response from Formula One itself. Now, if you then turned around and said, yeah, if we get into Formula One, we're going to ditch X, Y, and Z, um, or potentially they're in, in trouble, uh, there's a threat there, then that causes issues before you even potentially face them and you may never face them. So uh, in a sense, they're never going to say, oh, we would maybe scale something back if we got into F1. But I also don't believe that they would scale anything back. I mean, if we look at Cadillac, it is the only brand uh, kind of, in the GM portfolio that's that's in Europe specifically. Um, and something that was very interesting, again, from the president, Mark Royce, today, was that he said, yeah, it's great that there's three F1 races in the US and it gives you a bit of presence there and it's showing us what Formula One can do here in America and, and boosting its uh, interest and popularity here. But really, we, we want to hit the markets that we're not in um, or, the, or the other markets outside of North America. We've got lots of brands in North America. We're strong here. We're, we're trying to get into new markets or strengthen in other markets that are emerging. So um, if I kind of look at the markets that are served by Cadillac, it's North America, the Middle East, China, Japan, South Korea, and Europe. South Korea is the only one of those that doesn't have a Grand Prix anymore. Um, China, we might go back to this year, maybe not till the year after, but everywhere else, the box gets ticked for them. So uh, it just makes a lot of sense for Cadillac to use this time. Uh, and it's, I think it's a really good uh, sign of what Formula One has created in terms of with a cost cap uh, that is far more reasonable as a target to work towards for teams to know, okay, if you can get to this figure, you've got the biggest budget you can have um, th that you can spend on your car at least. Uh, but at the, even if you can't get to that figure, you know where the, the ceiling is. So you know how far off you are and, and kind of where that realistically could put you. Uh, so I think that just makes it a much more viable business proposition. So even though times are hard in other places and certain uh, manufacturers don't really want to get involved right now or are scaling back. Um, the kind of whole business plan and business model um, is is strong for Formula One at the moment. And 
the fact that the sport is still growing after a pretty dominant season for Red Bull and Max Verstappen last year is also a feather in its cap. So it, it just shows that, you know, I don't doubt for one second what Formula One says, that they've got a lot of interested parties. But I do believe that Andretti are probably a bit further along down the road uh, and getting this Cadillac backing really helps. But that's probably why Cadillac were open to it as well, because Andretti could show just how serious they were, just how far advanced they were, kind of how plug-in and play it would be for them as a partner. Um, and, and that kind of gave Cadillac and GM the faith to be like, you know what, yeah, now's the time. Uh, and and then we can hit new markets, which will give us big, big returns because um, then you only need to bring in a sponsor or two. And you know, being an all-American team, you can look at some US-based sponsors that would want global recognition or to hit new markets as well. And it can pay for itself. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very good time to be getting involved. Uh, and I don't think it will last for that long that you could get involved before either another team does that or even then as just interest starts to level off and if you haven't become established quickly enough it'll be tougher so um the timing is right and and it's great to see that it it's kind of born out of all right we want to go as racing in as many categories as as possible because that's the best way to get our brand out there one or two questions here before we close chris i look at this as a massive moratorium on formula one today and where it is headed in regards to the names involved with this expression of interest. If we look back to 2021, we know that Bernie Ecclestone, former head of uh, F1, offered some advisement to the Andretti team, went big, loud, bombastic, and that wasn't necessarily well-received by the FIA, by Formula One teams and whatnot. This is not a rogue effort. This is not a loud social media effort. Hey, let us in. We want to be there. We want to be there. This has general freaking motors involved. Their name attached. You don't get much bigger uh, in terms of auto manufacturers. I look at this, Chris, as a would Formula One actually turn general motors away? And if they do... What kind of message would that send? Obviously, know that Andretti Global is attached to this, but would love to get your thoughts here on, hey, this isn't a private team saying they want to come play in Formula One. This is an automotive giant attaching their name to this. Can the FIA, can Formula One teams actually reject GM? I think we're moving more towards a situation where we're definitely going to get some serious players trying to enter uh, and it's going to be a choice between multiple. So if GM does get rejected, I think it's going to be because there's a, another major brand that also is trying to come in and, and just manages to tip it in its own favour. I mean, I mentioned Audi earlier, so the Volkswagen Group is keen, but Audi's going about it a different way with partnering with Sauber doesn't mean there might not be another brand that they want to enter as a full team. I don't think that's what they were going to do with Porsche, but who knows now that the Red Bull deal has fallen through. Uh, and it could well be that we get something very similar to this Andretti GM setup also emerge uh, when we get the expressions of interest. So I, I feel now, as, as a partnership, it does seem so strong. And it's it would be pretty stupid of GM to have come out and put its name to this and, and made this statement and had this press conference if it wasn't deadly serious about making everything or doing everything it could to get a spot on the grid. So I feel like anyone 
that were to stop that happening is going to actually be a better option in Formula One and the FIA's view um, to take a spot. The thing is, as well, expressions of interest don't mean just one position. It wasn't that long ago we had four teams that were going to enter at the same time um, it was, it, for 2010. And, and in the end, uh, only three of them actually made it onto the grid uh, and none of them ended up surviving more than six years. But um, that was when the sport was on its knees and kind of wanted to try and add people to try and keep itself going. This is the other way around. The sport's so strong, which is why I think it's the best time to be doing it. But it could be that other, if there are other strong candidates, we could get two or three added. You know, why not? Um, it would have to prove that it would improve the sport everywhere. And, and in, when I say that, there is one big elephant in the room. All of the teams have to give up a cut of their profits or cut of their revenues to a new team coming in. Because right now, those revenues that they get, the way it's written in the contracts, are split 10 ways between the 10 teams. They'll get split 11 ways if an 11th team comes in or 12 ways if a 12th comes in. So what they need to see is that that, that split grows so much with these additions that it doesn't really hurt them financially. Otherwise, you know, it's like Turkey's fighting for Christmas. So um, I do understand why sometimes teams are reluctant. Uh, as cool as it is as fans to see and as much as you want to see the expansion, I get why teams are reluctant because of the way that Formula One structured from a financial point of view. But um, yeah, the, the only way right now sitting here having heard what I've heard today, that I see GM being turned away as such. I don't think it'd be as well saying we don't want you. It would only come down to there's a better option and there's not space for as many teams that include GM. So uh, I, I think it would be unlikely for that to happen. Up to now, when we've talked about Andretti, it's always been with a little bit of a pinch of salt because there's been a lot of noise made, but it's been quite clear from F1 that they just didn't feel it brought enough. I think Michael Andretti is right now. The only thing that was lacking, and I was told this from F1 sources last year as well, was bringing in a manufacturer, bringing in OEM, uh, and it's now got it. So what more can they do? Now this helps explain, Chris, the rumored new salary, the multi-year extension between Andretti Autosport slash Andretti Global and Colton Herta for rumored $9 million a year. Uh, now, now we have an idea that no, they're just not massively overpaying for an IndyCar driver. Maybe, uh, they had some F1 future stuff in mind. And also last note here really was, I, I haven't even finished the most recent season of drive to survive. I got about halfway through and fell asleep. I mean, it was just a nothing burger. I think we got some energy back in this sucker again, Chris, an alumni of season one of Drive to Survive. So, oh, Lord, more drama coming. Brother, appreciate you. Thank you, as always, for taking some time to educate us and point us in some smarter directions about Formula One. A lot of writing, a lot of opining yet to do. Absolutely. I managed to break my hand as well uh, a couple of weeks ago. Just, so today was a painful day for me. But, see, uh, no, you, you meddling, you way. screwed up. You should have just said, I broke my hand typing so hard trying to get this Andretti Cadillac <laughs> news out. Oh, my goodness. Man down. All burn, right, brother. Appreciate you. my fingers. Thanks again to Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com. If you want to check out our more than 1,300 podcast episodes, pay a visit to MarshallProofPodcast.com.